With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Good evening, and welcome back to Football Extra Points on RF Sports Radio. Thanks for joining me tonight. I'm your host, Scott King, creator of FootballExtraPoints.com. You can find my work also part of the Yard Barker Network. On tonight's show, we're going to be talking about the championship games from this weekend and take a first look at the Super Bowl. You can call in to the show anytime. The number is 323 323- Nine two seven two nine zero six. So let's go ahead and just jump right into the games. Uh, another great weekend for the NFL. Two very exciting championship games. Uh, we had the early game with the Falcons and the Niners, which was a great game in Atlanta. And then we followed up with the nightcap, Baltimore at New England. And the surprising thing for both of these games was that we had both of the road teams win uh, with San Francisco traveling to Atlanta and taking down the Falcons and we also had Baltimore going into New England and scoring really the the big upset of the weekend so looking at those games uh, some keys going into the San Francisco Atlanta game for me was I was looking to see if Atlanta was going to key in on uh, stopping Kaepernick not letting him run the ball on him forcing uh, Kaepernick to pass the ball, and also I was looking for the San Francisco defense to really try to make the Falcons one-dimensional, um, pushing them to just throw the ball and put the ball the game in Matt Ryan's hands. And both of those actually came to pass for both teams, but didn't really turn out the way they had expected. For the 49ers, uh, they struggled early. Their first uh, quarter and first few drives were just really ugly to watch. You had uh, Two, a pair of three and outs, a pair of punts, and negative two yards in the first quarter for the 49ers. And they just were struggling early. Didn't look like they had things going. And they just weren't looking to run the ball with Kaepernick. That was pretty obvious from the first quarter. But they weren't running the ball at all. They just looked uh, looked like a mess early on in the game. But in the second quarter, they got things settled down. Uh, put together some long plays, some long drives, a um, couple of touchdowns there in the second quarter, and really started to establish the run um, with Kaepernick. I mean, I'm sorry, with Gore. Kaepernick was, was not running the ball. But that really gave San Francisco a chance to get their game plan established. And Kaepernick in this game in general just really stepped up and showed that he's a complete quarterback. 
Um, last week with uh, 181 yards rushing, I think everyone expected him to come in this week and just try to try to run all over the place, and that just didn't happen. Uh, he had two rushes. Uh, one, he did pick up about 20 yards, but for the most part, he just picked them apart with his arm, and, and that was very impressive. Um, in the second half, um, the 49ers put a couple of touchdowns on the board. They actually had a missed field goal and a fumble at the goal line, so even though the final score ended up 28-24, San Francisco was well on their way to uh, put up even more points. This one could have been in the mid-30s to 24 pretty easy. So that was pretty impressive on the 49ers offensive side of things. Um, They showed that they can not only run the ball with Gore, run the ball with um, Kaepernick, but that Kaepernick has the arm to pick apart a defense. And uh, Vernon Davis really showed up big in this game. He was a great target for um, Kaepernick, really gave him somebody to throw the ball to. He ended up the game... Uh, six targets, five receptions, 106 yards, and a touchdown. Can't really beat that. Uh, Crabtree, six receptions. Randy Moss picked up three himself, and Walker and, and James. So not a lot of distribution. They'll have to work on that some, but still uh, it was impressive for me for the young quarterback to throw it all over the field. For the Falcons on the defensive side of things, uh, they looked really good early. Uh, I think San Francisco may have been pressing a little bit, but Atlanta took advantage. Their defense jumped on them, shut them down. And maybe Atlanta put too much focus on shutting down Kaepernick in the running game, which they did a great job of doing. Again, he really only had the one run. But uh, in the second half and really the second quarter on, the 49ers got their offense moving. Uh, they, They put up some touchdowns. Again, the missed field goal and the fumble really kept this game from getting out of hand. And I think the the Atlanta defense just were overwhelmed, kind of outmatched once San Francisco made their adjustments, and they weren't able to, to keep up with them. Vernon Davis had some wide-open passes. And once they got San Francisco got the run going, the Atlanta defense just, just couldn't get it done. And you know, if their game plan going into that one, if Atlanta wanted to force Kaepernick to throw the ball and see what he would do, they got their wish. But unfortunately for them, Kaepernick showed that he's just um, a really, really solid young quarterback. Um, on the offensive side for the Falcons, you know, in the first quarter, it was quite a show. I mean, it was it was a clinic, really. Um, they scored on uh, all three of their possessions in the first quarter, three of the first three of their four possessions in the first half were touchdowns. They also put a field goal on the board. And Matt Ryan was just on fire. Him and Julio Jones were just connecting up. And it looked after the first quarter that this game was over, that the Falcons were going to run away with it. Uh, Ryan had close to 300 yards in the first quarter. uh, And it just looked really sharp. This team looked good. You know, the key for them was their strength was on the outside with their receivers, Roddy White, Julio Jones, and Tony Gonzalez in the middle. And they were taking advantage of it and picking apart the San Francisco defense, which was kind of a surprise for me. But what's impressive about this from both the offensive and defensive side of things was that San Francisco made the adjustments they needed to make. Uh, on offense, they made the adjustments with Kaepernick. And on defense, they made the adjustments to Ryan. And 
and really just shut them down in the second half. I mean, they were they were shut out, obviously. Uh, their two drives in the third quarter was uh, turnovers, interception, and a fumble. And at the fourth quarter, they had a punt and turned it over on downs deep in their own end. So they really made um, they really made uh, um, good adjustments. The 49ers did and pushed Atlanta and you know wasn't able to uh, um, make anything happen. So we have uh, we've got a caller here and. But unfortunately, I'm not able to pick them up right now. Let me see. No, uh, so some technical difficulties here. I'm not able to uh, pick up the caller, but maybe um, she'll be able to call back. And um, hello? so, hello? Hello? Uh, hi, is this hey. Yes, yes. Hi, this is Scott. Hi, thanks for calling in. Sorry I couldn't uh, get you picked up there right away. Okay, no problem. So, uh, did you have a question or a comment? No, I was just um, I was wondering about the you know, speak about the Ravens and the uh, uh, Ravens and the Pats the Pats game. I'm sorry, say that again. I was wondering if you were going to speak of the Ravens and the Pats game after the yeah, I was going to get forty nine. Yep, I was going to get to that one next, um, but did, did you have uh, some thoughts on it? We can jump into it now. Well, really, I was just I was thinking about it, how um, the Patriots were playing. They were playing pretty well in the beginning. Um, well, well, not really well, but when, when they came out, it looked like they were going to they were going to start off doing well, but we held them to the first field goal, and after that, it was just like kind of, I don't know, it was just, that they seemed like they were on track, but at the same time, they seemed like they just needed a little boost. And um, the Ravens defense did an awesome job just to go in and hold them to as many field goals as they, as they did throughout the game. And I don't know. I think I think defense was a big, um, a big, a big um, win for us. Yeah, it was a it was a great game. It was impressive, you know, heading into that one. Uh, Tom Brady had looked great in the playoffs and all season, just picking apart defenses. And and from the beginning of the game, the, the Patriots never really looked like they were in sync. They were um, missing passes, dropping balls, and anytime the Patriots over the years have lost those big games in the Super Bowls against the Giants or during the season. You know, Tom Brady looks out of sync. Things aren't clicking, and for this this offense to get shut out in the second half was was really huge for uh, Baltimore. I mean, yeah, New I England for. Go ahead. Go ahead. It seems like every time Tom Brady faces off against the uh, um, Baltimore, he he he's either a little rattled or maybe he's kind of I don't know if he's nervous or whatnot, but. Um, every time he faces off against the Ravens, it's just like he's not as in sync as he is at any other team or playing or versing any other team. Yeah. Yep, and you can see that early on where where it just looks things just aren't quite there. Uh, he's he seems to rush his throws even a little bit where he's trying to get it out. You know, 
quicker to the receivers and not getting them time to get open and just kind of pushes it out a little bit past them. So it was, uh, yeah, it was another one of those games, and, and he looked out of sync, and the whole Patriots offense looked out of sync. Yeah, and, I've, I've know, never seen Walker drop as many passes as he did in that game. I mean, I, I was very shocked that he was dropping those passes on third down conversions when he needed to make those, and it was just like, I don't know, they, they just weren't there, and that was the most important game to them. I don't see why they just, I don't know. It just wasn't there for them, I guess, for that game. Yeah. Yeah, and their their second half, they, they had four turnovers in the fourth quarter on all four of their drives, and their two third-quarter drives resulted in punts. So it's just, yeah, uh, they, they were just never able to, to score. Do. They were never able to really score in the second half, and I think we the Baltimore Ravens put up 21 points, if I'm correct, in the second half. And Yep. Um, yeah, I think it was just a it was an unbelievable game because there were so many fans and viewers saying, "Oh yeah, it's going to be a tight game. It's going to either be a field goal or Justin Tucker. You know, it's going to come down to a field goal." But in all reality, it was just like it wasn't a blowout game, but it was just it it wasn't what anyone expected. You know. Oh, and and I'm one of those. I you know the line on that game, the, the last line I saw from Vegas was the Patriots by nine. Uh, yeah, I was that on was that bandwagon. Yeah, and I, and I'll put myself on that same same bandwagon. I, I thought the Patriots, the way their offense has been rolling, uh, was going to take advantage of the the Ravens defense, but they proved me wrong. And on offense, I, I've been really hard on Flacco this season, and. And he stepped up, and, and really in the second half, he, he really put that team on his shoulders, put together some good drives, uh, mixed in um, some solid runs, and they they looked good. I, I was impressed. It was uh, it was really a complete game, I think, for the Ravens on both sides of the ball, and that that's got to give them a lot of confidence heading into the to the game against uh, against the Forty Niners. Yeah, it's going to be a great game. I think it'll be it'll it'll make history definitely. Two Harbaugh brothers going against one another for the first time, other than on Thanksgiving in 2011 when they played, but that was that wasn't the Super Bowl. You know, this is this is big. Mhm. Yeah. So but, so I, I I hear you say we a lot. So I assume you're a Ravens fan. Do, do I need to ask yeah. who's going to win, or is that a given? I mean, I mean. I'm going to be honest, it could come down to what I thought, what everyone thought the Patriots were were thinking. You know, it could come down to a field goal. It could come down to anything. I think it's uh, all up in the air at this point. The, the Ravens um, are one of my favorite teams, but I also was rooting for the 49ers during the, um, the Falcons game because um, the brothers, you know, the Harbaugh brothers. So um, either way... I'd be happy. I mean, the Ravens made it to the Super Bowl. They proved a lot of people wrong. I give them some. I give them props for that. Just, just to be able to say, hey, look, look what we did. So Flacco isn't isn't as um, what people are bringing him out to be. I mean, he's shown to be a pretty elite quarterback, and um, I'm proud of them as far as that. But we'll see what happens <laughs> during the Super Bowl. 
Yeah, well, it'll it'll be an exciting game. It should be really interesting. These two teams, you know, have the the same sort of blueprint and in defense, running the ball first, but they've got quarterbacks that can make plays, so it's going to be uh, exactly. going to be a great matchup. Yeah, and they they also have um, Brent Gore, and he's a pretty good running back. He's 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 just like Greg Rice. I mean, they can get around defenders and spin and do, do all that good stuff just to get where they need to get. And it's going to be one of the the best Super Bowls, in my opinion, to watch. Yep, it's going to be exciting. Well, thanks thanks for calling in. I appreciate it. No problem. Okay. All right. Bye-bye. All right. Well, thank you. All right. Well, we'll uh, throw that uh, phone line out there again if, if you want to call in. The number is 323-927-2906. You're listening to Football Extra Points. I'm your host, Scott King on RF Sports Radio, and uh, we were just talking about the uh, Falcons and the 49ers game, and then we had a caller, uh, Whitney called in, and we were just touching on the Ravens and uh, Patriots game. So just to put a bow on this Falcons-49ers game, you know, that for me this came down to adjustments in the second half by Harbaugh, uh, shutting down the Falcons offense, getting his offense rolling, and they they got a lot of confidence, I think, heading into the Super Bowl against uh, the Ravens. They've got confidence in their quarterback now running and throwing the ball. They've got confidence, obviously, in their defense. And they've got confidence now that they can come back. I mean, they were knocked down on the road big time in this game. They were down 21 nothing, and, and it just looked like they were going to get their brains beat in and, and really showed a lot in coming back and, and – uh, putting up some points there. So uh, that was a great great first game. Uh, the late game, I already touched on it a little bit, the Patriots and the, the Ravens. Um, for me, in this one, I mentioned earlier, uh, I was looking for the Patriots on defense to shut down the, the running game of the Ravens and put the ball in slack of hands and take their chances there. So it didn't pay off that well for the Patriots. Uh Flacco in this game, you know, showed what he could, what he could do. 21 of 36, 240 yards and three touchdowns. And that, it doesn't get much more impressive than that. And he really turned it on in the second half, which was even more impressive because, again, this game came down to adjustments. Baltimore made the adjustments they needed to make at halftime, both sides of the ball. And Flacco came out in the second half and just lit it up. And that was really impressive to me. They're, they're living on these big plays, deep passes, taking advantage of Flacco's arm, mixing in just enough runs that they need. Um, and you've got Ray Rice and uh, these guys running the ball, Pierce. You know, you got 100 yards, over 100 yards between the guys. 20 carries for Ray Rice, not a great average, but still he was able to put some runs together. And if Flacco can play like this in the Super Bowl, then, you know, that's going to be uh, a great, great move for the Ravens. The Patriots on defense, you know, they played well in the first half, but in the second half, again, the uh, Ravens made the adjustments that, that Belichick just couldn't make, and Flacco was throwing the ball all over the place, and that's just, you know, really surprising. The, the only head-scratcher for me for the Ravens was in the fourth quarter, 
they turned the Patriots over on downs. There was uh, something in the neighborhood of eight, ten minutes left in the game. And the Ravens threw the ball three straight times, three straight incompletions, only ate about a minute off the clock when the game was still in hand. So that was kind of a poor set of play calls. I'm sure the Ravens will take a look at that in their uh, tape and, and fix that. But, you know, the Patriots on offense just never really got this game going. Um, Brady looked out of sync. He looked to rush some some, some throws to me. Uh, they didn't really get the running game going. Just one of these games like the Super Bowls against the Giants when the Patriots come out and they just look off from the beginning. And, and I don't know how to explain it. The, the wind was was gusting out there, but it was for both teams. I wouldn't put it on that. It's just, you know, do the, do the Patriots really have the playmakers out on the edges? Um, you know, Brandon Lloyd, yeah, he, he's a solid wide receiver. Not that great. Welker's a slot guy. Um, Gronkowski. Gronkowski was out again, which uh, is a big problem for them. And we don't know what would happen if he was healthy, if that would have made that much of a difference. But they just weren't able to get things going. And then the second half, the, the hit on Ridley that caused the fumble, unfortunately he didn't get injured. That was just a, a major, major hit and was the turning point in the second half. I mean, from that point on, the Ravens were just, just rolling in that game. And it was just unfortunate that it came down to something like that. But after that, the Patriots had three straight turnovers in addition to the fumble, the turnover on down, and then a pair of interceptions. So Patriots were in the game, really. I mean, it didn't look like it. They were struggling on offense. But, you know, even into the fourth quarter on that drive with the fumble, they had an opportunity to to make a game of it and just couldn't get things rolling, um, which is just unfortunate for them. And at the end of the game, you know, there's been some talk about Belichick not coming out and and talking to um, CBS. Yeah, I I think it's kind of a cheap move by Belichick. I mean, he's out there in his monotone giving canned answers after victory. He could come out and say two or three words after a a loss. Um, Showed a little bit of lack of class, but I don't think he really cares. He's got three Super Bowls and He's going to do whatever he wants. As far as uh, Brady, he came out and answered the question. I'm going to have some more on Brady here later on in the show. But uh, he's now um, he's now been in several of these games. So um, we've got another caller coming in. So yeah. go ahead. And... Hi, is this Mike? Hey, how's it going? Good, how's it going? Going great, man. Um, just, see, I'm a, I'm a New York Jets fan, and uh, I'm just, like, really excited that Tom Brady lost. You know, me and my friends went to a, a Buffalo Wild Wings last night, saw the game. We got some good wings. It was a, <laughs> it was a really good time, man. Oh, man, I got so drunk. But uh, anyways, um, so uh, Tom Brady, like, you know, ever since the Spygate thing, you know, he hasn't won any Super Bowls, and I don't think he's going to get another chance, really. I mean, I think it's only downhill from here. I mean, it's a different league now. You know, you got more like running guys like Kaepernick and uh, like RG3 and Russell Wilson. So, you know, it's going to be a new uh, new era. And I think that kind of quarterback is going to go away. But I think it's just interesting because like now we're just like, I think we're entering like, you know, a really cool like part of history, you know? 
Yeah, it's really interesting. Um, Brady's now five and two in these championship games. Uh, three and two, obviously, last year in the Super Bowl. His last win was in 2004. You know, there, there's definitely some age on those statistics, and the the best times for him are behind him. And, yeah, you look around the league now. Um, I think the league Wilson. is getting more exciting. You know, um, and it's good. You know, but uh, I mean, the Jets suck. So, what am I going to do? You know. <laughs> <laughs> well, I hear you. Well, I'm a Lions fan, so I, I've been down in the dumps for a long time. So I, I hear you, but but there is hope. You you, you got to start with a quarterback, though. I mean, everything in this league is driven driven by the quarterback position. Um, yeah, you know, maybe no. the Jets. Maybe well, with Sanchez's contract, they're kind of hogtied. But if they could, you know, go out and, and grab somebody in free agency, there's really just nobody that interesting to look at this year. So it may be. It, it may be difficult, but it might be best to throw in the towel again one more season and, and see who's coming out in the draft next year because uh, there's there's really nobody that impressive to me coming out in the draft this year either. So um, no, there's plenty know, they can draft points. No, we can get we could probably trade up uh, and get Geno Smith from WVU. He's very good, very good. Uh, yeah. I think he could be the. Uh, I think the Jets could get with the eighth pick because I feel like all the right we have a good. You know, it's a good uh, defensive draft this year, and um, you know, a lot of those plays are bigger. And uh, you know, and um, I just think that the Jets. I feel like they should just get a, a young quarterback. You know, one of these like Russell Wilson type guys. And that's what Geno Smith kind of is. You know, he's more of a work in progress than those, but. I feel like one day he can be, you know, on that level, and I think that's what the Jets need, you know. Rex Ryan is a solid defensive coach. I think he should stay head coach. But, um, you know, you know, it's just a, it's just a mess of the so, like, association. You know, and the New York sports, man, it's just a, it's a – man, New York is becoming like Disneyland, man. It's, it's not the real anymore, you know. <laughs> well, you, you do have uh, – not, not that you're a Giants fan, but, but they did win the Super Bowl last year. So, yeah, there's true. one kind of hanging true. around town. If you're from, if you're a right. real New Yorker, then you're a Jets fan. Bottom line. Yeah, yeah. Bottom well, line. Maybe if you're from you New know, Jersey, can... maybe you're a New York Giants fan. But Jets fans is New York City. Yeah. Well, that's all I if, see. Uh, city. I don't. I don't even talk. To, I. That's. I. I hate the. I hate the Patriots, but I also hate the Giants too, man. I hate Giants fan. So it's not cool. Yeah. Well, right, man, they, but, uh, the Jets can land I'm gonna a, get going. I don't want to talk about the show, so. Thanks for having me on, bro. Okay, thanks for the call. All right, man, peace. Yep. All right, so there's some Patriots, or uh, some actually some Jets fans not happy with the Patri- or happy the Patriots lost. So, so that's always good. If your team's not in it, you got to root against somebody. Um, so yeah, Tom Brady, you know, loses a championship game. Been since 2004 since he won a Super Bowl. Uh, that's got some age on it for sure in the NFL when uh, when guys coming in the league now were were probably uh, in in middle school when when Brady won his last Super Bowl so I'm put some age on them. All right, so uh, we'll go ahead. Uh, great call there by Mike. Um, just to remind you, you're listening to Football Extra Points on our sports radio. If you want to call in, the number is three two three nine two seven two nine zero six. Uh, just recapping the games from the weekend, Patriots and Ravens and 49ers and the uh, Ravens, and just getting ready to dive into some Super Bowl preview, just a 
wrap up the conversation on the Patriots and, and Ravens. Ravens look, look good. Got a lot of confidence heading into the Super Bowl. The Patriots, they're going to have some decisions to make. I know Wes Welker's contract's an issue. Um, they still don't have any wide receivers. If Welker leaves, they've got to fill his slot. Uh, they've got some solid tight ends. Um, Ridley, I think, is good. I like him at the running back position. I think he helps them out. And I do like their defense. They, they've been drafting defense for a long time, several years. They've had some weak defenses, but some of these pieces are coming together. Uh, linebackers are coming together. Uh, I like to leave the corner. I think he gives them a lot of options, and uh, that, that's going to help them out. So they've just got to figure out what to do with the wide receiver position, and I think that would be the biggest biggest key. All right, so for the Super Bowl matchup, we've got the Ravens and the 49ers, the Harbaugh Bowl, Harbaugh Brothers, however you want to look at it, Jim and John. Uh, it is quite an interesting story to have two brothers coaching. Not only two brothers being head coaches at the same time in the league, but now they've, they've brought their teams together to match up in the Super Bowl. Um, that, that's quite an impressive feat. And they both have similar uh, philosophies. Uh, I mentioned earlier, they both want to run the ball. They both want to play defense. And, you know, they both want to set up their quarterback to make plays. The, the biggest difference between these two teams on offense for me is that you've got the the new court, uh, prototypical running quarterback in Kaepernick, and you've got the kind of old-school pocket, big-arm, cannon quarterback in Flacco. So we'll get get a chance to see both of these on display. For the Ravens in this game, in the Super Bowl, on the, the offense, they want to just keep doing what they're doing. They, they're becoming a big play, big chunk offense with Flacco's arm. You've got Torrey Smith uh, running some big plays. You've got Anquan Bolden across the middle. Uh, their tight end Pitt has got some big uh, some big catches. So um, that, that's going to be interesting. Looks like we've got another caller coming in. Hello. Hello. I'm back on. Hello. It's yes, with me again. I'm back on. Yes, no problem. Okay. Go ahead. Um, I was just I was gonna say like the the Harbaugh brothers. You know, I think I give them a lot of credit because in, um their father he he's been coaching for about forty seven years and then after all that. He he taught his sons pretty much to do the same thing, and it's showing now because, I mean, look at where they are. They're in the Super Bowl. I mean, they're facing off against one another, and I, I hate to be the parents of the Harbaugh brothers, but at the same time, I would love to be the parents of the Harbaugh brothers because, I mean, they have it all. I mean, they're just sitting back and get to watch their, their two sons face off in the Super Bowl, and, to me, that's, the, that's a great thing. It's awesome. Yeah. I mean, if there's going to be a Harbaugh coaching clinic, that place is going to be full uh, in the off season because the, these guys' philosophies are similar and that's landed both their teams in the Super Bowl, so you can't, you know, you can't go wrong. And, and the Harbaugh family's winning the Super Bowl. I mean, they can guarantee that at this point. Uh, it's just a matter of exactly. whose, whose house the, the trophy's going to. So. Um, yeah, it's it's very impressive uh, the odds of landing of two of one person being a coach and then two two sons being a coach 
in the NFL are very slim, and then you you put on that, making it to the Super Bowl. It's uh, it's really an interesting story. Um, we've got two weeks leading up to the game, and and need a lot of uh, uh, things to talk about. So this one will definitely be a big big coverage. I'm sure we'll see it, uh, both the parents out there talking about it, and and we'll see plenty of pictures and videos from when they were kids leading up to yeah. this game. So it'll be uh, it'll be very interesting. Yeah, the to they try to avoid the porters and everything, but during, I'm pretty sure during the Super Bowl they'll be all for it. Um, but yeah, yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting to see how uh, how their their families are gonna go if they're gonna go to the game. I, I know they weren't at either one of the championship games, so I'm, yeah, I they were watching it um, from their basement actually. <laughs> uh, okay. But um, yeah. I think another another thing is like the way that both of the teams play is kind of kind of similar. They, I mean, the coaches of both of the teams are teaching them pretty not the same. Oh, hello. Oh, I think we would drop the caller there. Um, maybe she'll call back. But I think where she was heading was, you know, they they have similar uh, blueprints. On the offense side of the ball, you've got um, Ray Rice on the Ravens. He's going to look to run the ball. On the 49ers side, you've got uh, Gore, going to look to run the ball. Difference on offense to me, the 49ers have Kaepernick, who can make plays with his legs. Flacco, not as much. Uh, the edge for Flacco is his arm. Um, but I, I wouldn't discount Kaepernick's arm. I mean, he showed some definite uh, strength and able to throw a tight spiral, which is good. From the wide receiver end, you know, 49ers have got Crabtree and Moss. Uh, Moss is more of a pers- uh, possession receiver at this point in his career. Crabtree's got some explosiveness. And uh, Vernon Davis, I think, is a good, good matchup. He's got some wide receiver type speed at the tight end position. From the Ravens standpoint, you've got Torrey Smith, who, who can fly and has shown that a lot in this postseason. And you've got Anquan Bolden, who's basically a blown-up wide receiver slash tight end, speed and hands, and uh, their tight end there, uh, Pitta, can make some plays as well. The line play definitely gives the advantage to the 49ers on the offensive side of the ball. I think they've been uh, doing well. They've drafted for the line. It's paid off. Uh, the Ravens have got a solid line as well, uh, but I'd give the advantage there to the 49ers. On the defensive side, uh, front seven, I've got to go with the 49ers there. They can get pressure on the quarterback. Um, the Ravens have some playmakers in there. Haloti uh, Nada up front and Suggs. Ray Lewis has been playing 10 years younger this postseason, so if he can keep it up, uh, that would be great. All right, looks like we've got the caller back. Uh, Whitney, did you get a better line? Yeah, um, this should this one should be working better. Okay, great. But um, you were talking about the offensive line, and um, forgot to mention Michael Orr. He's done um a great job as of um as of now. I mean, he's he's led a uh, Ray Rice and Bondi Leach has been another one that's 
that's um that's helped out a lot. So I mean, I think it'll be a great matchup on both teams. Defense wise, I'm pretty sure that the the 49ers are younger and they they have um they have a little bit more of an advantage on the Ravens, even though we have Ray Lewis and Suggs and all that. Um the defense of the 49ers are, are pretty awesome, so it, it's going to be it's going to be one of those t- tight games. I'm pre- I'm predicting. Yeah, what what impressed me with the Ravens' defense in the game against the Patriots was just the they being a veteran group. You know, they're they're a little older, they're not as fast, but they know where to be and they know how to play their defense. And I think that's that really paid off. In the Patriots game, I think these guys are going to stay home on their assignment. It's going to be interesting. You know, they're a step slower than they were, especially Ray Lewis. But you know, I think it's going to pay off for them. Um, yeah, their, their experience. Yeah, during yeah, the during sure. the, um, the Patriots game, they did show that they were um, that they that they were doing great, like defense wise. Ray Lewis was making his tackles and. Suggs was right there. I mean, everyone was was on spot. But you know, if they were say they were to give it to Ridley up the middle, I mean, Ray Lewis might not be able to catch him because he he's a little slower than normal. But at the same time, if he's in the right spot at the right moment, you're going down. You know, that's just how it is. So I think the defense during the Pats game was was great, and hopefully it's the same way against the 49ers. But you never know. Um, how a game would turn out, just like you know, no one knew that the game that the Patriots and the Ravens would turn out that way. Yep, and the Ravens have got now two weeks. They they've got to figure out on defense how to handle this zone read running offense. Uh, I think that's plenty of time for uh, John Harbaugh to get a defense in place that will uh, help them defend that piece of it. So. Um, it, you know, it's going to be a great game. I, I think it's exciting. Um, two similar teams, you know, in past Super Bowls, we get the high-flying offense against more of a defensive team. Like I said, these two teams have a similar blueprint. The, the real difference is Kaepernick running the ball, and, and he may end up being the yeah. difference in the game, good or bad. You know, that's he, that's he, true. If he oh. reverts back to a second-year player and throws three interceptions, then this game will be over quick. True, true. So, I mean, during during the Patriots game you've seen, it was proof that the defense had, I mean, they had turned over the ball so many times to our def- to the defense that it was just like, you know, um, especially at, at Foxborough, their home stadium, they were just, you could just look in Tom Brady's face and tell that he was he was just exhausted. Not only that, he he was, you know, aggravated that, He's turned over the ball that many times, and at the same time, though, like I think, I think Kaepernick has got a few things up his sleeve, and and a lot of people doubt him as well. So, I guess we'll see how how that plays out and how our defense will react to the way he runs or the way he throws the ball. But Flacco, he has that that arm on him, so I'm pretty sure the San Francisco 49ers are going to be trying to look. Um, for a way to cover that deep ball, and comparing it to the the Patriots game, um, Flacco during the first half he he was handing the ball off more more than than throwing it, and that's the reason why I 
in my opinion, think that we didn't score. But when when he came out at the second half, he he got loosened up and he threw some deep passes, and that's when we started to score, and that's when things started to look up for us. So um, I'm, I'm pretty sure the 49ers are going to have to work on the, the deep ball for Flacco because if, if they let that happen a couple times, it's, it's going to be a it's going to be an upsetting game for 49ers. Yep, and one thing one thing I haven't touched on is the uh, the venue, you know, indoors in New Orleans, so weather's not going to be an issue. It's going to be a fast field, and you know, Torrey Smith can fly and, and Flacco can chuck it. So uh, that that'll be interesting. We won't have any elements to deal with in the game, which will be good. Yeah, no more ten degree weather or cold weather yep. for him. I mean, it, it'll be a a good factor for that, and I think that they'll they'll use that to that to their advantage. Um, no win, there'll be no win. I mean, I think I think it'll be a great game either way. It, it'll just we'll see about it. We'll see what happens. Yep, it'll be exciting. Can't wait. Definitely. But, All right. Well, uh, thanks, thanks for, for thanks for letting me in. call in. No problem. Thank you. You're welcome. Bye-bye. All right. So just uh, reset here uh, on the show. It's um, about 940 here on the East Coast. If you want to call in, 323-927-2906. Again, this is Football Extra Points on RF Sports Radio. Just getting down to the Super Bowl breakdown. Covered a lot here on the, the two teams, the Ravens and the 49ers, the Harbaugh brothers. Uh, they're, they're kind of similar blueprints in running the ball. Um, so on the defensive side, I think I left off. Um, front seven for me goes to uh, the 49ers. Um, DBs, uh, you know, again, the Ravens are, are a little bit of an older group with that read back there. Um, 49ers. Um, their defensive backs got exposed early in that Falcons game. I don't know if it was a scheme thing or just playing out of position, but they're definitely going to have to look out for that. And they're going to have to look out for the deep ball. Again, we keep saying it, but Flacco's been flashing it here big time. Um, so they're going to have to work on that. And on uh, so overall, these two defenses, uh, the Ravens for sure have the experience um, they know where to play. They know where to be. They're very sound technically. Um, I mentioned earlier they're going to have to work on this zone read and figure it out. They've got two weeks. I think they'll get it figured out. And uh, inside on this fast track, you know, Kaepernick can get going. He'll be in good shape. But the Ravens come with some big hitters. Uh, Ridley found that out uh, in the game. Yesterday, took that big hit. If Kaepernick runs it too many times and, and gets clipped, um, they're in trouble. Um, fortunately for the 49ers, you know, we haven't talked about it at all, but Alex Smith is still on the roster, so that's got to give them some confidence and uh, backup if something does happen to Kaepernick, but hopefully it doesn't come to that. You know, obviously they want to keep Kaepernick in the game the whole time, but, um, you know, from, from a, an insurance policy standpoint, if you've got Alex Smith in, as your backup, you're feeling pretty good about things. Um, so that they've got to keep an eye out for that. Um, but, that, you know, again, this is going to be a great game. Two two really solid defenses going after each other. Um, smash mouth running the ball and quarterbacks making plays. 
And, you know, just to kind of go back, uh, t- touched on earlier with one of the callers, Patriots, and the Falcons, now that their seasons are over, where, where are they going? I think the Falcons, you know, they're a pretty complete team. Um, they they had some injuries. You know, Abraham was injured on the front line there. They've got to get some guys that can get pressure on the quarterback. Um, Beerman they've got up front who can make plays at times, but they've really got to get some defensive linemen in there that can rush the quarterback. Um, you know, the rest of their defense is, is pretty solid. You know, Atlanta's one of those teams throughout the season as they're winning games that uh, we just looked at them and said, okay, they've won 8, 10, 12 games. What are they going to do? They're not uh, super exciting on defense. Well, they can make plays on offense, but they've got to figure out their running back situation. Michael Turner is really getting up there in age for a running back, um, almost non-effective anymore. And uh, Jack Wiz Rogers is a good player, but they need a, they need some more help there at the running back position. As far as the Patriots go, what they need to do this offseason, I think Wes Walker's probably gone. Um, you know, he's been putting up some huge numbers in New England, some ridiculous numbers. I think he's going to go somewhere else and just fall off the face of the earth. I don't expect him to be – he's not a number one receiver. He can't run routes on the outside. Um, he's a slot guy, possession-type receiver. Uh, I'd actually love, love to see him in Detroit even though I don't think he's going to put up big numbers, but there's no way I'd, I'd want to see the Lions pay anything close to what he's going to ask for. Um, he's a system guy, and uh, I just don't see him really panning out. So Patriots are going to have to replace him. They need to get another wide receiver. I, I don't know what they're going to do, if they're going to go in free agency or the draft, but they've got to get somewhere to stretch the field. Um, offensive line, they're they're okay. They could use another running back and uh, always use some more defense. So that's kind of the off-season moves there um, that they're going to have to go. And, you know, we've got two weeks now before the Super Bowl, so we're going to be talking about it a lot. But for the rest of us that our teams, the other 30 teams that don't that aren't in the Super Bowl, those fans need something to talk about. So over the next uh, couple weeks, I'm actually on my site working on my first mock draft and got that about roughed out now, so that'll be coming out here in the next two weeks. So uh, for those of us that are kind of used to this time of year when our teams aren't in the Super Bowl, we need something to look forward to. We'll be looking at the draft here um, for the next several weeks. We've got all these senior bowls and and college all-star games going on, and then we'll be into the combine, so kind of excited from a, a personal fan standpoint, and then obviously the draft is, for some of us, like Jets fan that called in earlier and, and myself as a Lions fan, that's kind of our little mini Super Bowl. So we'll be talking about that as we go. And still finalizing a couple of guests, kind of excited about some of the guests that, that I'm trying to line up. Nobody's uh, confirmed yet, but once we do, it uh, should, be, should be great and give somebody um, somebody take, get, get an interesting take, and some of the callers can call in and talk to you as well. So uh, we're... Kind of closing in here the last last 10 minutes or so of the show. If anybody has any final thoughts on the matchup, either the Super Bowl or, or a recap of the games, the number, again, 323-927-2906. Uh, this is Football Extra Points on RF Sports Radio. And we're just uh, previewing the Super Bowl, kind of putting a, finishing touches on the, the weekend game and getting ready for... Uh, 
kind of long term for for us fans that don't have a team in this game the draft. And we've got the the Harbaugh Bowl we touched on, and and the fact that this family's got two head coaches in the NFL, and and they're matching up against each other. I think that'll make for an interesting kind of angle on things. So I want to touch on, uh, as we get towards the end of the show here, I want to touch on my extra point for this week. That would be Tom Brady. He's taken a lot of of flack here last day or so um, about not being able to win the big game and, and losing some games recently. And, you know, with with Twitter and Facebook and, and everything, we kind of live in a now society and everybody remembers what's, what happened yesterday or, or one minute ago and, and what happened a week ago is old news. You know, Tom Brady came into the league, a uh, late six-round pick out of Michigan by the Patriots, and he took the team to three Super Bowls and started off with, a, uh, with some really high hopes, looked really good there in New England with Belichick. Dynasty, they were a dynasty in the early part of the 2000s. Um, went to a 16-0 season in 2007, lost the Super Bowl, um, made it to the Super Bowl last year, lost it again, and now he's lost the championship, the FC championship. So he's 5-2 and two in championship games, 3-2 and two in Super Bowls, and what does that mean for his legacy? And for me, the guy is still one of the best quarterbacks ever. You know, you're talking top two, three, at most, you're not going to put him much more down the list than that. He's got three Super Bowls. I hear that, you know, people mention Tom uh, um, or uh, Terry Bradshaw has four. I mean, you know, you can't you can't compare the two guys. I mean, Trent Dilfer has a Super Bowl ring and, and Dan Marino doesn't. Does that make Dilfer a better quarterback? No. I think Dilfer, Trent Dilfer would be the first one to admit that. Um, but if you look at sustained excellence over time, five Super Bowls in uh, what's it been now, 11, 12 years, seven AFC championships in that same stretch, you know, to go five and two in those, that's quite an impressive resume. And, you know, that's not something that can just be glossed over. The fact that the Super Bowl came a long time ago is unfortunate for him, especially now. And he's getting to the end of his career, obviously. He's in his mid to late 30s, which is uh, old in uh, quarterback years. And now, especially with these young quarterbacks coming in, when you've got Wilson, RG3, Cam Newton, um, Kaepernick, and these guys are running the ball and throwing the ball, uh, it's going to start to make these pocket passers look even older. And Brady was – he had that that play on – fourth down, fourth and four in the fourth quarter when he was trying to, to run for it and had wide open space and, and he just couldn't get there. And someone like Kaepernick or Wilson would have turned a corner and probably scored a touchdown on that play. So, you know, yes, Brady's on the end of his career, but, you know, let's not forget what this guy did early in his career. He is a surefire Hall of Fame quarterback, one of the greatest of all time. He's at the end of his career. And, you know, Joe Montana, for those of us that remember watching him, he ended his career in Kansas City. You know, he, he won he won some Super Bowls in, in San Francisco, looked great, won a lot of Super Bowls. But at some point, San Francisco moved on, and they moved on to Steve Young. 
and he won him a Super Bowl. He was more of a running quarterback. So, you know, I'm not saying Brady's over, and this isn't the end of his career by any means, but he's he's only got a few few years left. Um, but let's not forget what he did back in the early 2000s. So he's quite quite a great quarterback. So that was my extra point. Um, again, just uh, looking forward to the Super Bowl next week. I think these championship games were were really outstanding. The NFL just continues to show why they're the best league out there, um, the most popular. You know, a, a year ago there was a work stoppage that pushed into the preseason. I, I heard fans were were writing me saying that they were going to stop watching and stop following. Yeah, that that lasted the first preseason game and that was over. And the NFL is king right now. They've got to figure out this. Uh, uh, the penalty situations, uh, the, the, the pass interference calls and, and hits to the head, they've got to get that part of the game figured out. But overall, they just continue to roll with popularity. And we're going to see that over the next two weeks with all the, the hype leading up to the games, the pregame shows, everything heading up into New Orleans, which, um, which is going to be great. So... Um, I think we're we're gonna head to the end tonight. I uh, appreciate the callers that called in and talked about the games, and that that was great for for us. So uh, again, this is uh, Football Extra Points on our Sports Radio. I'm your host Scott King. Thank you for tuning in. And if you want to check out my work at FootballExtraPoints.com, I'll be previewing the Super Bowl all week. And excited again. So next week we'll hit on the Pro Bowl a little bit. Hopefully I can get a guest lined up and we'll be making our picks for the Super Bowl. So um, thanks for everybody calling in again and enjoy your night. Ryan here and I have a question for you what do you do when you win like are you a fist pumper a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.